This is the Straight Dope Podcast. Before we get started, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor of the podcast, Mile High Shooting Supply. Go to milehighshooting.com. They carry high-end, high-quality equipment, materials, loading, stuff, and everything that they stand by. They're good people. They're local to me. They have a huge shop and a huge inventory, so you don't have to worry about them running out of stuff. They carry good ammunition. They carry good powders. They carry good brass, good bullets, and just about everything and anything that you would need for what you need to do. So go to their website and get what you're going to use for what you're going to use it for from a company that walks the walk. Now, oftentimes they have promotions and sales. And right now I don't know what the results are, but they just had a kind of a, a giveaway for anyone who ordered something from them online in December, their name was put towards giving away a free Zeiss optic. And they had two of the brand new high-end Zeiss optics. So hopefully they continue to do promos like that. And if you buy stuff from them, you get thrown into that, whether you know it or not. So um, head over there, hit them up, get stuff from them. They're good people. They support good things. Where are we with like factory ammo, the SD, the BC, and then the Mose of Velocity? Like all three of these things, what are we playing on? Um, you know, as far as that goes, like it, are we seeing things that are allowing us to lose velocity but gain consistency? lose this but gain that and and it's kind of like it goes against where my mind wants to go and that's why i kind of was like is that enough yeah i mean it's it's awesome because you we could argue about this with anybody forever because everybody has different opinions yeah right? especially with reloading right? right so it's like i to me the sweet spot with a 65 a 6 mil with any of these like faster cartridges, to me is 2800, 2850. I call it 2850. But that to me is where these bullets want to live. Mm -hmm. Now we take a 308, a 308's happy at 2650. So my question becomes Am I thinking that 2800 is a good spot? I mean, like with the Valkyrie, well, and we, we can get into reloading the Valkyrie, I found 2900 was better than 2800 measurably different yeah so it's like are we running into these speed bands and are we allowed to overlook what the speed band tells us or is the speed band telling us something different through ammo through bc and and just in our shooting because it's like if i looked at these numbers other than the sd they're terrible. Mm -hmm. To me, 2690 out of a, a 140 class 6.5 is way too slow. Yeah. So what comes to mind, I'm going to draw a super fancy, highly scientific graph here. But when you've got a light bullet, right? And obviously, I'm being massively generalizing here. So don't send lits at me. But, but I got a light bullet 
and I got a heavy bullet, right? The light bullet's going faster. You're going to put speed here. And when you shoot that light bullet faster, obviously it's going faster than the, than the heavy bullet, which means that the time of flight between the muzzle and the target is lower. And the lower the time of flight that it takes to get here and there, the less exposure it has to, to, to gravity for the time, the, the less effects over time it has, the less effects over time it has with having the wind change the yawing of the bullet in, you know, and, 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 and how it has to, you know, how it drifts in, you know, in the wind. And so I think what comes to mind here is that there's a distance where those things are perfectly equivalent, right? But at first that light bullet going faster, obviously if they're the same speed, it's a different conversation. But if we have a light bullet going faster, it's time of flight is lower and often in these distances, it has an advantage. But there's, an, there's a distance where there's an inflection point where that heavy bullet maintains its velocity better, right? It, it doesn't slow down as fast. And after which that heavy bullet could potentially outperform the light bullet because now it's maintained its velocity. Its time of flight is now shorter than the light bullet and or the exposure to the wind and so those heavier bullets and i think those are arguments that sometimes you hear with elr shooters but i think what what's more interesting to me is when you hear a shooter or you hear somebody asking should i shoot a light bullet fast or a heavy bullet slow you need to know what distance they're going to spend their time shooting at and where are their other skill sets are at right because if 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 we're shooting at 200 yards Right. Shoot! I want to shoot my carbine because it's fast, accurate, and um, it doesn't you know, really move. It's right? all yeah. an ass, right? Yeah. Or a seventeen HMR. I want to shoot something that's just friggin' smoking fast because bang, it's flat, fast, and it's going to hit the target. time of flight. Exactly, time of flight. So those lighter, faster bullets, and traditionally, you know, a lot of the competition zones are inside the average target distance is like six, seven hundred yards, or you know, five to seven. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what it is, but let's say it's six hundred yards. Inside of 600 yards, a lighter, faster bullet is going to have massive advantage because we don't have these crazy winds that are going to have such a crazy effect on these heavy bullets. But after that, oh man, those like when we when we shot 223 at the Pawnee match, my 223, you know, there's a there's a stage with thousand thousand and then it goes to fifteen hundred yards. The wind was nuts. Right, but it's it's shooting a seventy three grain bullet alongside people that are shooting one fifty six grain bullets. You know the wind hold was massively different for yeah. my little two two three. But inside of five hundred yards, that two two three could stand shoulder to shoulder with any of the rifles. You know, considering that most of the targets were about you know one and a half to two MOA, um, and the wind you know it only varied four or five miles an hour and it was it, w- it wasn't so crazy that that light small bullet couldn't outperform it and and i think that you still see that by taking these light small things like people putting the the 22 caliber bullets in their dashers or in their brs or in or in the valkyrie um you got these light bullets that are going smoking fast they load them right up to that 3200 foot per second speed limit you got these you know, 90 grain, 22 bullets mm-hmm. hauling ass, right? And they could go faster, but there's a speed limit. So they put it right under that speed limit and they're hauling ass and they can, comp- they can compete at distance as well as these heavy bullets for these competitions. Let's say a thousand yards. They're outperforming six fives, 
ballistically at a thousand yards, but inside of that, they have all the advantage. So if you're talking about a couple points, now that, that might not make the difference for the top five shooters because they're exceptional and highly skilled. But let's say you were always 40th place, but you were 40th place because, you know, because your win calls were not good. Well, all the inside 800 yard shots that you're taking, you've given yourself maybe a couple miles an hour of wind error and you could still hit the target. So if you have good consistency, those lights, fast, small bullets really pay dividends. Yeah. And, and honestly, I've always found for me going that little lighter and faster have given me better results down the road. The other thing too, is that you're trying to mitigate is recoil. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're trying to manage recoil. If you're going for the heaviest bullet possible, you're going to have more recoil. It might be, you know, smaller or, you know, the, the perception might not be as great, but it's still going to be there that you're going to um, get that lighter uh, bullet happening. But I find I mean, I've seen guys like with the six, five creeds shooting a one twenty three grain at like twenty nine fifty. And there's really nothing that says you can't load that 123 in a 6.5 Creed more to a number. You know what I mean? But like that was where my question came up. We're having such a low number. It's like, is it worth to take a 123 in a 6.5 and make it 27.50? Or is it better off to be at 28, 29.50? Mm-hmm. I personally feel there are milestone speeds mm-hmm. and 2850 is one of them or 2800 somewhere, however you want to do that. I noticed like going to the Valkyrie, the Valkyrie was loaded at 2750. It's a complete game changer with that cartridge at 2950. 2750 is a struggle. It's a struggle in wind. It's a struggle to see impacts it's a struggle for a lot of what you're doing. You go to 2950, that struggle is gone. It's point hit, point hit, point hit. And there's no recoil, there's no movement. So I see those things happening and I feel there needs to be kind of those locations for people to reference. So I'm going to shoot a match your six mil, your six Creedmoor should be going here. Your factory's going to go here. But we find if you load it here, you get all the results with these benefits. And, and that's kind of what I'm looking at. Because, like, my question is, why would you load a 6.5 Creedmoor that slow, 2690? Yeah, I mean it's hard to it's hard to know, right? Right. I don't know what the benefit is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is what is the benefit of 2690 and a 140 grain class of bullet. That's slow to me. Yeah, and 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 so I want wind. I mean cuz our wind is keyed off our BC. And if you're telling me they got the BC at 2800 feet per second, and now you're running it at 2690, you're not getting that BC anymore. Now you got to custom curve your BC and ratchet it down a little bit because BC and muzzle velocity are tied together. They're, they're, 
you know, that the G7 argument is they don't separate as much, but they still are a factor of each other. I mean, when I've run that and 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 fiddled with velocity in my hand loads, like I, I really do have to beat about 100 feet per second. You know, if, if we're making a load and it's like, okay, here's 2700, do I pick that one or the 2740 or 2750? I don't see any ballistically. I don't see a difference in that zone. It's like if I go from 2700 to 2840, I see a little advantage to that 2840. Yeah. If there's no pressure, if the accuracy is good, if you know all the other things are taken care of, but you got to make big jumps in velocity. And so, um, but as you get slower, that falls off really quick. And I did, I did a lot of testing with slower and slower and slower. I was going to say you had slow, you had like 2,500 loads in six mils and shit you were bringing to the range. So my question was, what were you seeing when you're at like 2,550 in the six mil? Cause you were playing around there with some like test barrel or whatever, whatever you were doing. I don't know. Yeah. I was, I was playing around with. Well, how slow could you get it and maintain the same performance? And, 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 you know, like a lot of things that are linear, you say, okay, well, this must be linear, but it, but it's only linear kind of in a little bit of a window and beyond it and below it. But so, so there's a limit to how fast you can load it or because of pressure and other issues, but there's, there's less of an issue when you slow it down. And so I thought, well, shit, why not just load it really, really slow and see if that changes my hit percentage. And the problem is as you go out to distance, that starts to have kind of increasing and exponential negative returns. And so what I saw was that, you know, shooting a six mil, a 105 at 2,800, I had a certain performance level. And 28 to 27, I didn't notice a huge change in performance level. But as I decreased below 27, it was like 10%, 20%, 20%, 30% less. And, mm-hmm. and, and that happened closer and closer to the point where like after 400 yards, my cone of fire wasn't linear. It was like parabolic. And, and, and so my hit percentage just went through the floor as I got slower and slower and slower. One of my big projects and goals is to experiment, play with, and compete in the air gun phenomena that seems to be coming out but has been around for a long time. Utah Air Guns is at the center of that. They bring in high-end specialty air gun components they bring in rifle components and they custom build people high performance air rifles air guns uh, often are divisions or used in like rimfire type competitions but they also have standalone competitions i believe that when it comes to training certain elements of all rifle shooting that have to do with fundamentals the air rifle is the ultimate system to do that. So I'm going to be having podcasts and discussions and data unfolding about the use and benefits of air rifles for those specific components and also discuss how they might not help with other components, right? Which makes sense. If you're going to shoot a 338, air rifle may help with some of that and it might not help with other parts. But I think that Utah air rifles is leading the charge. And so I have ordered an air rifle to have in our classes for craft studies, for measurements and for data. And I want to encourage you guys to look into their systems and reach out to Utah air guns, follow them on Instagram and follow us. It will not only be on this podcast, but also on snipers hide. There's a new air gun section, an entire section devoted to air rifles and what 
people are doing and unfolding so that we can kind of hive mind and source data and then send you back to a shop that can put together a system for you that performs at the level that you needed to perform at period. So until I have more to say, uh, go check them out and hit up sniper's hide, check out the thread and stay tuned for episodes revolving around or including data from the rifles that the guys at Utah air guns put together for us.